Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, happy Friday, if you are in fact listening to this on a Friday. Welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I am so glad that you have tuned in today. I want to talk about transitions because I think whether your child has a diagnosis or anything like that, neurodivergent or not, transitions can be challenging. And so I wanted to give you just three quick tips and then a couple things to think about if your child struggles with transitions. So the first one is to give a warning. Now, I know that some people will say there's no point in telling kids like they have five minutes left and actually that it can be disruptive to their play and they don't necessarily understand the concept of time, but I've actually found with both of my kids that they prefer the warning that their activity is coming to an end so that they have that little bit of time to actually prepare themselves that they are going to be transitioning versus being like, okay, we're done. Let's move on. You know, it just gives them that extra minute to sit with the fact like this activity is ending and I'm going to move on to the next. I don't often say five minutes left, but I will say, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this for one, one more time or until, you know, like if they're doing a puzzle, once you put all the pieces in, then we're going to be all done sort of like that, like more of a um, cue that they can recognize that's a little bit easier versus the five minute thing. But I have found that especially my youngest actually really loves having that versus if I don't say it. Um, It just helps all across the board. Number two, sing or play a song for the transition. Sometimes it can be really hard for kids to shift out of what they're doing, maybe because they really enjoy it or they haven't finished yet. And music can just be a great help. So you can pick, sometimes we'll pick a specific song like maybe it's just a musical song or maybe it's a favorite song and you just use that for every transition or for a specific transition. For example, if you're transitioning from the table to get ready for the day or to get ready for bed or something like that. Um, What I really like to do is pick a song for what we are going to be doing. So sometimes the transition of bedtime, the the actual like physical act of transitioning isn't necessarily a challenge but my kids are often like they've been playing and running around and sometimes just like slowing down and like okay we're done wrestling now it's time to put pajamas on and that sort of thing can be a challenge and so I will just go on YouTube and type in like kids bedtime songs or kids get ready for bed song sometimes even a brush your teeth song and that can just be really helpful for getting kids into the rhythm of doing the next task and then the third thing is play so our kids are going to learn to transition even if we do it in a fun way I think that sometimes we think well if we just play then they're not learning the task but actually if we play I think they learn it better because there's not this angst going on there's not this 
like frustration that you're not doing what you're supposed to and then they get frustrated and then we get more frustrated and then they get more frustrated and it's just this uphill battle and play just makes it easier for both of us as the parents and as the kids it makes it fun it can be super connecting which is really helpful especially if you're going to do something that's disconnecting like go to bed because you know even if you co-sleep you aren't like awake and connecting so um you can do lots of different things in terms of play. I'm just going to give you a couple ideas to hopefully help get you thinking. So you could even just do like a silly walk to the next place you're going. So if you're at the table and it's time to transition into the room for pajamas or something, be like, oh, let's see if you can walk like, uh, I don't know, bear, a rabbit, whatever, all sorts of different ones. You could even do a few before you go into the room you could wheelbarrow walk into the room um you can see if you can beat a timer together so okay i'm gonna set a timer for five minutes let's see if we can get dressed or put our pajamas on get our teeth brushed and pick out a book or something whatever your routine looks like and i like to do this one where it's together especially if you have more than one child because so often it's like who can get done the fastest But that actually can create some more sibling rivalry. And if you already have that, which is a natural part of being siblings, but sometimes adding that competition between the two can increase it and make a little bit more strain there. So I like to see, like, can we actually beat it together? So we're cheering each other on, like, you do it fast and I'll do it fast and see if we can beat this together. Um, You can just make silly play, like you know what? It was actually a little dark in the kitchen this morning. So I think I might've accidentally put worms in your bowl instead of cereal. And your child's going to be like, what? (laughs) And run off to their bowl and see if you actually did put worms in there. Um, if you're trying to, if you're struggling to get your kids dressed, this was something that happened for us. Like we'd go into the room before bed and just putting pajamas on was a really difficult (laughs) struggle for some reason for a while there. And so I just, finally was like because we pick out their clothes you know and I just took like Miles's shorts or underwear or something and I started putting them on in silly places and he'd be like that doesn't go there and I'm like what are you talking about yes it does and it just created this laughter and then he wanted to take it and then he wanted to put it on really quickly because then I wouldn't be able to put it on and it just became this fun game but it was productive and there wasn't all this frustration that he wasn't listening to me or doing what he was supposed to and there wasn't also this um, hesitancy or whatever was blocking him from doing it because now we were connecting and which is probably you know what our kids really need when they're struggling with a transition they need some connection but often it's much easier to disconnect because we're getting frustrated because they're not just doing it and we don't necessarily understand why they're not because so much of our behavior is guided by internal feelings and emotions that we don't necessarily know where they're stemming from, right? It could be from something totally unrelated to you and your routine and your family. It could be something that happened at school that's just bothering them and now it's almost bedtime. You're going to be disconnected and it's starting to come up for them. So connecting and making it fun is always worth it and it will make the transitions easier. Now, a couple things to think about, especially if your child tends to struggle with transitions just across the board. 
So the first thing is, are you shouting to them for the transition and expecting them to hear you? You know, like where you're in the kitchen trying to pack the bags, get ready in the morning and they're in their room playing and you're like shouting across the house, it's time to brush your teeth or something. Now, you've probably heard this before, but I'm just going to remind you because I think sometimes we can get into the habit of doing some of these things without recognizing that's what's happening. And so just remembering to go close to them, especially if they're playing, they are probably really engaged. And even if they respond, they might not be hearing what you're saying. So just get close, tell them, or maybe you set a timer. Here's how long you can play for. When you hear the timer, it's time to go brush your teeth sort of thing. Or I'm going to turn on the brush your teeth song in a few minutes. And then, you know, like talking to them beforehand, you can go play in your room. Once it's time to brush your teeth, you'll hear the brush your teeth song come on. And then, you know, to go to the bathroom or whatever you want to do. But just really thinking about, am I shouting to try to get them to do the next thing? Because again, that's probably just creating more frustration for you because likely they're not hearing it. And even if they are, they're too distracted by what they're doing. And then the second thing is if they are delaying every time, you know, so like you ask them to do something and they're like, oh, in a minute or, oh, I got to do, you know, this a couple more times or whatever. I got to read, finish this book. If they're delaying every single time, I want you to think about, do you do that? I think this is something that I was convicted on a while back and I just think about it so often because I actually think about it most of the times when I when I actually respond this way. Whenever they ask for your help or want you to look at something, are you saying, oh, in a minute or I got to finish this or once I'm done with this? Because it can be, you know, like we also want them to respect like we're in the middle of a task and we need to finish it. But sometimes I think we need to set aside what we're doing and show them and model for them immediately, like, look up. Oh, that's a really cool picture. I love the colors you use sort of a thing versus, yeah, I'll come look at it in a minute. Because again, so much of what we model is actually what they're going to learn, not what we tell them to do, right? And so if we're trying to get them to transition immediately it could be really helpful for you to assess are you are are and obviously not every time because there are times like I said we we are in the middle of a task and they need to learn that we're in the middle of a task and we need to finish sometimes I'll even tell my kids like you can ask if you can do it one more time you know so if I say okay it's time to stop playing we need to go brush our teeth and instead of saying oh one more time I'm going to do it one more time you can say can I do it one more time so that they're not just like, well, I'm just going to do it one more time, even though you're asking me not to. Um, and it just gives them the ability to have a voice and to ask for permission um, versus just like disobeying what you're saying, you know. But again, just recognizing, is there times in our routine where I am, you know, looking at what they're asking me to look at or helping them with what they need help with immediately? Or am I always like, well, just a minute, or I got to finish this, or I got to do this first, and then I'll come, because um, I find that I can, you know, easily get in that trap, because oftentimes when our kids want us to help them, you know, we're usually in the middle of doing something. So if your child has struggles with transitions, or if sometimes there's just more painful transitions, maybe your child always struggles to get in the car to go to school every day because they don't want to separate from you, pick 
those times you don't have to do it for every transition you know obviously and especially if your child doesn't struggle with certain transitions but if there is a certain area that's difficult and and it ebbs and flows like there might be seasons where there's more difficulty versus others the three things to try would be to give a warning and do this in more of a way that they can understand so instead of like we're going to go in five minutes you know once you finish that puzzle then it's time to go so they can actually see and prepare for the transition that's going to happen and they can actually know okay I mean it's easier for for them to see when this puzzle is done that means we're going to go versus in five minutes which unless they wear a watch and they know how to tell time they're not going to know what five minutes means number two sing or play a song for a transition and number three play I think play is one of the things and maybe you're not like me but play is harder for me it doesn't come naturally sometimes I sit there and think in this situation like I know play would be so helpful but I don't know how to turn this into play and every single time that I have taken the time and the energy to think about how can I make this play it is just like blown me away at how well it works and it's because play is the work of the child that is how they learn best plus they're getting really connected to us and they're having fun and it's engaging and so I'll just really encourage you if you are like me and play doesn't necessarily come naturally or when the tougher situations arise and you resort to getting frustrated think about one instance where you can incorporate play and just watch the difference that it makes because i promise you it is game changing real quick before you go if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show i'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.